This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Joy. 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 G'day, I'm Barry Bissell and you're listening to Australia's first and only gay and lesbian radio station, the mighty Joy 94.9. Joy, 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 Joy 94.9. Current community affairs, the news and views you need to know. You are on the line with Dean Beck. It's Thursday the 11th of February 2016. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining me on the line today. Uh, Excuse me. Uh, We are going to make a a very important announcement. We're joined by Jeremy Wiggins, who is the project lead of Trans Health for the Victorian AIDS Council. He also chairs the Trans and Gender uh, diverse Advisory Group. Jeremy, thank you for joining us on the line today. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm the Deputy Chair, Rowena Allen, our Commissioner for Gender and Sexuality is the Chair, actually. Right. We might want to speak, that's okay. to, speak to your media We're department kind of about that. Uh, no, 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 that's fine. <laughs> uh, congratulations on that appointment and uh, congratulations on a, a group that is going to shape the health and wellbeing of the trans community moving forward. Yeah, that's right. So, um, you know, one of VAC's main objectives, obviously, is to end HIV and another is to support the health and well-being of our sexually and gender diverse communities. And I think this is a really progressive step forward, one of which involves um, the community actually leading health um, and well-being for trans and gender diverse people. So we've established the Trans and Gender Diverse Advisory Group. Um, We had our first meeting yesterday. And uh, that's uh, a range of nine very uh, experienced um, and diverse people who will help lead and drive um, our trans and gender diverse health um, strategy and action plan. And um, I guess the big announcement is that we will be increasing and opening some new services for the trans and gender diverse communities um, as of the 22nd of this month. Which leads me very nicely, thank you, Jeremy, into uh, welcoming Peter Locke, who is the Practice and Program Manager at both the Centre Clinic and Pronto Clinic, uh, both of which are VSC's uh, clinics. Welcome. Thanks, Dean. Now, tell us what uh, this is going to look like as far as a trans clinic. This is really the first of its kind for health and wellbeing, ongoing general health and wellbeing, not specific, I guess, issues pertaining to, uh, you know, what they do at Monash or any of that. Tell us what the day-to-day operations are going to look like. That's right, Dean. Um, Every Monday and Thursday, we'll have Dr Pauline Kundal working. Pauline is a general practitioner with a lot of experience working with trans and gender diverse people. She'll be providing GP services, essentially. Um, she, We are different to, say, the Monash Gender Centre in terms of we're not there to initiate people onto hormones. We're there to look after the general health and well-being. We're hoping um, that the advisory group can give us some direction on what other services they'd like us to weigh it on. Um, perhaps counselling, psychology, we're not sure yet but we'll be expanding out the services um, with their advice behind us. Jeremy, why do trans people need a specific place to go for what is, if you like, a GP service? Well... um, I mean, a cold is a cold is a cold, is it not? 
yeah, a cold, a cold is a cold. But when we are looking at a group of people who um, experience a, a range of discrimination issues and stigma um, and judgment, um, this kind of creates a, a feeling of um, not really being safe at different general services and mainstream services. So I think it's really important that when people are, you know, are approaching a space and talking about their bodies, talking about their healthcare, talking about their medical conditions, talking about their sexual activities, their mental health, that there's a holistic and sensitive approach to that and often it being like a peer-led or sensitive service that is very aware of the issues impacting transgender diverse people it's really important that they they seek a safe and affirming space to get that care and an instant understanding mm -hmm. if That's nothing right. else yeah. i mean to to not have to you know go back to square one and explain everything from the ground up again must be uh really important uh, when seeking um i guess in, an integrated uh, well-being service from a doctor. Yeah, you know, a specialised service with, yeah. with expertise and experience, um, a service that you can trust, um, one where you don't have to educate the practitioners yourself, which is so often the experience for so many transgender diverse people throughout Victoria. But um, there are some specific issues, uh, surely, that uh, are relatively unique to trans, as well as, I guess, uh, you know, you take on board... Um, the proclivity towards drug and alcohol abuse, um, like there is with gay people, you know, that you've, you've got a scaling um, of those other issues that need to be considered. Well, that's yeah, and that and that should come from from a service that is holistic and understands the whole spectrum of health and well-being issues experienced by you know, transgender diverse people. And the good thing about VAC providing this service for transgender diverse people is that we can link them to other care throughout VAC. We have alcohol and drug services for the LGBTI community. We have counselling mental health services. And we probably will look at putting on other trans counsellors running out of this service or we'll assess the need for, you know, clinical psychology or alternative pathways for um, access to hormones. You know, this is this is the future for, for trans healthcare in Victoria and it's exciting and it's going to end in a, it's going to result in an increase of services for trans people. Peter Locke, is Pronto the right place for this? Uh, a, a, a setup that is about uh, rapid testing and targeted very specifically at gay men and men who have sex with men. Absolutely. Pronto was established for the gay men who have sex men with community. I came on board and I saw that the space wasn't being used during the day. We're, we're working the Shock rapid horror. testing at night. So... <laughs> Um, when we were discussing the need for a prioritised health service for trans and gender diverse people, the space was there. You mean you pay rent 24 hours a day whether you like it or not? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, um, I, 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 yeah, I've got budgets to look at and I don't like to see it wasted. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a good location as well. It's, it's, it's Securing Dr. Pauline Cundle is a real find, a tremendous GP and a long-serving one in our community. Um, you're also extending services at Pronto in the uh, sexual health realm. Let's talk about that. Um, you're now screening for all STIs, I believe. That's right. Uh, we started this week uh, with the uh, guys that book in for a rapid HIV test can also opt in for a syphilis test, chlamydia and gonorrhea also. Um, so it's a screening, not a treatment service, I believe. What does that mean? Well, at the moment we are, we're focusing on screening, but we're getting doctors in on board as well with our prep clinics that we've started. If we have the spaces available, we are more than happy to provide treatment as well. Uh, it's a, 
the service is growing, well, I'm hoping to have more doctors on board. As we get more doctors on board, then we'll certainly be treating as we go. But um, if, we if we can't get someone in straight away, we'll refer back to their regular GP um, or up to a sexual health centre. Jeremy Wiggins, I spoke with the health minister, Jill Hennessy, just uh, 10 days or so ago um, about the new trial, the PrepEx trial. Mm -hmm. And the minister made it very clear that it was for anyone who needs it, uh, mm -hmm. this expansion. What does that mean in the trans space? Uh, it means it's trans-inclusive. So the the criteria um, now for people to get onto a PrEP trial is anyone who's having at-risk you know, sex. So this is either front hole, for trans men it could be front hole or anal intercourse with... Um, with another man, uh, it, it involves drug use. It involves having um, um, gonorrhea or an STI, you know, in the last six months. So you can look at the actual criteria. So we're looking at people who are really sexually active and sexually active with at-risk people. Trans women are also um, a part of that. So it is absolutely is inclusive of trans people, and we we need trans people to understand that there is prep available as a daily pill to take to prevent the transmission of HIV. It's exciting news. And uh, well done for your advocacy in that space to get uh, that included. Um, what is this uh, working group that you're heading uh, going to achieve? I mean, you and I have both seen many working groups that have been put together to sh really shut people up mm. uh, and not really achieve much. Um, I'm sh Knowing that you're involved with it, uh, I, I have every confidence that it's not going to be one of those. But what do you want to get out of this? Uh, well, by establishing the Trans Advisory Group for VAC, it, it's a mechanism to make sure that the work that we're doing is led by the community and that their voice is valuable and it needs to come from a community-led framework. Um, so it's an opportunity to make sure that we are consulting with not only the advisory group but wider community groups um, to ensure that the work that we're doing is relevant and it meets the needs of the community and it's being led by the community. And it certainly is a genuine um, work advisory group where their voices will be valued and heard. Uh, Peter, the, the, the issue with much of this is the marketing of it. Uh, Pronto's had issues in that space already. How are we going to let people know that these tremendous services are available and utilised effectively? That's a good question. For, for which service? Because <laughs> well, uh, let's let's start with all of them um, because Pronto has had zero marketing budget, and mm. uh, and the the turnstiles reflect that. Mm. Uh, interestingly, with the new services, um, when we put the appointments available up online with no marketing at all, they've already started booking. I think word of mouth within the community is huge. Going on shows uh, like today, uh, earlier on, well, well, well in the week. Um, yeah, and we'll be doing an extensive and planned sort of social media campaign and mm. marketing campaign. It, it doesn't cost a lot to generate word of mouth. You just have to be out there engaging with the community mm. um, and ensuring that it's meeting their needs. Uh, and, and there's a, ho a whole range of ways that we can do that. And we plan to be able to engage mm. with the community so that they're aware of these services that, and that they are available. Uh, very good stuff. Uh, I guess part of... Uh a broader approach, though, is to get the ones that aren't perhaps connected um, to to networks, and and maybe should be. Mm. Um, when we plan our outreach for Pronto, when yep. we go out to different saunas and things, we do look at where we're going. Uh, we're trying to find strategies to connect with communities, um, men who have sex with men who aren't engaged with the gay community, and that's been very successful. It has, yeah, mm. um, and and a. Pronto um, peer testers can talk to people about the services that are that are starting and 
Uh, so we're using those opportunities as well to really spread the word. Now, uh, the PrepX trial announcement, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I have been flooded with uh, people saying, where do I put my name down? How do I uh, mm. get on this thing? Uh, have you had an influx of uh, inquiries since Absolutely. that announcement? Yeah. Especially over at the Centre Clinic, definitely. Right. Um, we're referring everybody to go back over to the Alfred website if they want to register their interest. The Which Alfred Hospital. alfredhealth.org.au and it's on the front page there, you can't miss it. That's right. Um, people who are interested in importing before the trial starts, in, well, they're hoping it's going to start in June, we're encouraging them to come in and see a doctor now. They can do that at the Centre Clinic or they could do that at Pronto. Um, and we can start them on the journey of education about what's involved in that process. And uh, what things to say you to be included on the trial. You hinted at it before, Jeremy, that uh, you still have to tick a few boxes to be included on this trial. Well, yeah, I think the aim of this trial is that it focuses on getting people who are most at risk, you know, medium to high risk level of um, being exposed to HIV. Uh, and there are some, you know, I haven't seen that the, the latest iteration, but the, the, the previous one was, um, you know, drug use, recent STIs, or the type of sex that you're having and who you're having sex with. Um, and I think that there's been a few tweaks to that to just make sure that it includes a broad range of genders and sexualities. But I, I certainly, there's a lot of spaces. There's like mm. 2,600 2, spots. Yes, it is filling up quite rapidly. But, and you know, it's not for everybody, let's be very clear. But for those that option. want it, yeah. uh, you know, it really should be available. And uh, it's great to see that it is becoming available still a few uh, months away and it's certainly not what I refer to as the gold standard which would be our federal counterparts pulling a finger out and actually making it happen but uh, it is a much better way forward than you know having to bring it in from overseas and mm -hmm. relying on the post I guess. Um, Jeremy your advocacy in the trans space has also helped put together uh, a tremendous website uh, which i haven't had the chance to talk to you about on air but i'd love to give some focus to let's mm. talk about uh, the amazing drug resource that has been produced uh, with vac yeah so uh, vac alcohol and drug services uh, uh, launched touchbase.org.au uh, late last year which is our national alcohol and drug resource for lgbti communities and it, it's an amazing resource, so I encourage everyone to check it out. Uh, and in particular, the transgender diverse communities, it has some really valuable information on the interactions of hormones with drugs. Uh, so, you know, Which is uh, fairly pioneering, I believe. Yeah, there's no resource that exists anywhere in the world like this. Um, it mm. also has information for people living with HIV and drug interactions with their antiretroviral treatments. So it's just really important information if people you know, are making informed decisions to use certain drugs or to drink. Uh, and are on a range of medications, they are, you know, they deserve the right information to be able to make the best choices for their health. It is uh, a beautifully simplistic website that actually is extremely uh, complex in its back end, I would imagine, because it can take you in all sorts of directions that uh, you wouldn't automatically think of straight up. Yeah, that, yeah, the, yeah, the back end. This back end looks good too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the front end in particular looks sexy. Uh, it's really simple, easy on the eye. It's fresh, it's modern. But it yeah. integrates mental health, sexual health, drug and alcohol like nothing I've seen before. Yeah, and, and we all know this, that you know your risk of acquiring HIV or your risk of developing you know, a dependence with substance, these are, these are not single issues. They are all interlinked. So we have to look at health and well-being as, as the big 
bigger picture encompassing a whole range of issues, mental health, sexual health, you know, and alcohol and drug use. With us on the line is Jeremy Wiggins, Project Lead for Trans Health for VAC and co-chair of the Trans and Gender Diverse Advisory Group. Peter Locke, you're the Practice Manager and Program Manager for Centre Clinic and Pronto. Uh, a couple of things we need to clear up with Centre Clinic. Mm-hmm. I constantly get uh, people saying Centre Clinic is no longer taking new patients. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Um. At the moment, we have just taken on three new doctors in the last few months, so we have plenty of appointments available. In the past, we've had a bit of a shortage of doctors working, so they've temporarily kind of not taken on new patients for a week or two to kind of let existing patients get in to see their doctors for treatment. But at the moment, we are certainly taking on new patients. Um, And if uh, people are cancelling appointments all the time, surely uh, if there is a vacancy you would, would like that filled. Absolutely, right. yeah. I just wanted to clear that up because it is something that continues to have a life of its own in our community, mm-hmm. the centre clinic not having any space available for uh, new patients. Not true. Not true. <laughs> uh, very good stuff. Now, you're going to be flooded, of course, with uh, inquiries following this conversation. And um, what's the prep clinic that's part of Pronto? Yep. What, what is the clinic? The clinic is um, where we have a GP come in and we bulk bill clients with a Medicare card. They can come in and they can find out whether PrEP's suitable for them, what's involved in taking PrEP, how to get PrEP, how to import, and um, get the ball rolling for them. Get a script? Absolutely. Right. We do all the baseline testing also and we can do the follow-up testing in three months' time to make sure that everything's going okay. Right, so it's kind of your STI screening Mm -hmm. and prep consultancy with a GP. With a GP, yeah. Good stuff. Well, that's available at Pronto and Centre Clinic? Yes, we we can do both at uh, Centre Clinic and Pronto. Well, tell you what, um, big movements uh, in the services side from VAC and these two services. Great to see. Jeremy Wiggins, thank you very much for all of your wonderful work in this space and may you continue to do it. And Peter Locke, thank you very much for getting some of our services back on track. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on the line today. Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.